this is Marty St. Louis. Hey, this is Joe Beninati. Hey, it's Danny Briere. Hey, everybody, this is John Forklund. Hey, this is Jack Edwards. And you're listening. You're listening. You are listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. So, what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski with the Tomahawk Roundup on WNTH 88.1 FM, and I am joined by legendary broadcaster and Blackhawks alum, Eddie Olchek. Eddie, how are you today? I'm doing well, Frank. Thanks for having me, and Happy New Year to you and uh, all your friends and all your listeners. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. So, what are the odds, in your opinion, of the Blackhawks drafting Jack Hughes in this coming draft? Well, I mean, it all depends on what ends up playing out. I mean, there's so much hockey to be played in between now and the end of the regular season, Frank. So, you know, look, I mean, he's supposed to be the uh, the salt of the draft and uh, one of those type of players that can, you know, turn a franchise around. So whoever is lucky enough to get him, uh, you know, come the draft in June, then, uh, you know, you still got to get there. You still got to prove it. I mean, there are many players over the years that have had a lot of build-up and a lot of uh, notoriety and then come into the league and, uh, and not be around for more than three or four years. I don't think that that will be the case. But um, as far as how it pertains to the Blackhawks, uh, there's still lots of hockey to be played. And, again, it's, uh, it's a weighted system for people that may not know when it comes to the NHL lottery draft lottery so uh we'll, you know we'll see where the blackhawks end up and hey look you know get the best of both worlds you know we'll make the playoffs you know somehow win the lottery and uh you go from there but uh but whoever gets the player whoever gets used is uh gonna get the guy that has the ball load of potential exactly so how do you feel about the trade of john ruda to the tampa bay lightning and what does slater kokek bring to the blackhawks Obviously, this year when he got something to uh, to Rockford in the American Hockey League, so you know, uh, you know I thought at times that John played well and performed well, but uh, you know, it just could never find that consistency. So you know, look, I think that when they get a guy like Cuckoo in for that trade, uh, he was a high draft pick in Tampa. Really, never kind of could find his spot down there, so. You know, we'll see what kind of an opportunity he gets at the National Hockey League level. Yeah, so what is your opinion about Colin Delia and his future in the Blackhawks? Obviously someone we've had on the show before, but where do you think he fits in coming up one or two years from now? Well, he's played extremely well. Uh, you know, I, I know Colin uh, from his days when he was playing in the East Coast Hockey League for the Indy Fuel, and uh, my, my, uh, my son Thomas was playing there. Got a chance to see him play there. Uh, next thing you know, he's in the American League. So he went from the East Coast Hockey League to the American League and then got an opportunity, you know, last year to play. Everybody remembers that game against Winnipeg where, uh, you know, he got injured. Uh, he got dehydrated in that game against the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, that was the legendary Scott Foster game where Foster came out of the uh, came out of the crowd and uh, from behind the desk as an accountant. And, uh, there he is playing goal for the Blackhawks. So, but it's a great story. I mean, Colin has worked his way up through the National Hockey League, coming from college and playing at Merrimack, and he's done a really good job. He's getting a great opportunity. Unfortunately, uh, you know, with the injury to uh, with the injury to Corey Crawford, but uh, you know, he's he's got an opportunity and a half here, and it's it's uh, it's 
to do with the opportunity. And so far, so good. So I think the Blackhawks are extremely pleased. And, um, you know, I think for Colin, this is, he's taking advantage of a great opportunity. Yeah, so um, I, we had heard reports out of Columbus that Artemi Panarin uh, may be coming back to Chicago. Is it likely that that happens next year as a free agent? Yeah, I'm not sure about what all the rumors and speculations are. Uh, I think the easiest way to say that is, you know, who would want a uh, top 10 scorer in the National Hockey League in your lineup? So, uh, you know, they got a couple of free agents coming up there, not only Panarin, the red man, but they also got Bobrovsky, Sergei Bobrovsky, their goaltender. So be interested to see what Columbus does and what those two players do because they hold all, they hold all the cards. They're both free agents, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with both those players. Yeah, so obviously these couple years have been pretty eventful for you. Um, you're now one of the faces of Hockey Fights Cancer. So what is it like being that kind of like face of a franchise, and how has that affected you? Well, a year ago at this time, I was in a battle, and, uh, battling stage three colon cancer, and I had incredible support, uh, not only from my family, but my team of doctors at Northwestern downtown. Uh, but the Blackhawks family, uh, Rocky Works, John McDonough, Jay Blunt, the entire organization, uh, my great partner, the Green Pass Foley, uh, my family at NBC, both hockey and horse racing, and, uh, you know, the great fans, uh, not only of the Blackhawks and the city of Chicago, but throughout the National Hockey League, I just kind of feel like I had so much support and so much positive vibes from people that I knew and I didn't know. Uh, that helped me pull through it because I couldn't have done it by myself. And uh, it's important to uh, it's important for me to uh, to tell my story, Frank, and to let people know what I kind of endured and what I went through. And sadly, there's you know we're all touched by this horrible disease. And uh, lucky enough that I was able to fight through it and have great support and uh, have great medicine and, and find my way of beating uh, stage three colon cancer. So. You know, the National Hockey League has done a lot of great things, as you know, Frank, but for me, uh, there's many initiatives, but you could argue the Hockey Fights Cancer Month in November is uh, probably their greatest initiative and something that I'm so proud to be a part of. And, you know, and this, and this year I was able to be a part of that with the Blackhawks and uh, be a part of their uh, one of their initiatives, One More Shift, and, one last shift, and I was able to skate out into the ice on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And to be a part of that night with the United Center uh, was certainly something very proud of, and I uh, want to continue to spread the message and spread the word, and hopefully either help people deal with the disease or help people stay away from it. And, and I think that's part of my purpose in life now is to make people aware of this disease and hopefully uh, you know, be there and inspire one person to, uh, to, to battle through it. Yeah, I remember when I heard the news uh, that you were fighting that disease, I remember just breaking down because you're such an iconic voice of hockey on and off the ice, and I was gunning for you the whole way, so just so glad to I hear that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. So I'm so happy that you're feeling great. Um, so what is your most exciting Blackhawks game that you have ever called? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look, I mean, you know, to see the Blackhawks win a Stanley Cup in 2010 was, uh, you know, was pretty surreal because as a young kid, I grew up as a fan and always wondered what it'd be like for the Blackhawks to win the Cup and lived and died with them. And then I got the opportunity on, on five different occasions, five different years to uh, try to make that dream 
a reality as a local kid playing for my hometown team and got to within two games for the Stanley Cup final my rookie year back in 1984-85 and wasn't able to get any closer than that but it was uh, uh, it was uh, a great honor and privilege to try to chase that dream um, you know playing for the Blackhawks my first game my thousandth game and my last game and a lot of games in between uh, to get a chance to work with the great Pat Foley uh, on a nightly basis uh, is, a, is a great thrill. Somebody that I grew up listening to, him and Dale Callen doing the games for the Blackhawks and now getting a chance to sit next to Pat for the last, I think it's the last nine, ten years that we've been together. So, um, but I think, you know, as far as working aspect of it, um, you know, I, I'd have to look back on that year and go in that, you know, broadcasting a game where, you know, the Blackhawks finally went to Stanley Cup for the first time in, in many, many years. And, uh, I would probably have to go there. Now, the one side, you know, the one one A, I guess, if you want to put it like, would be the, uh, the incredible comeback of Game 5 by the Blackhawks at home to be Nashville that year in the playoffs when they were down by one. Mary Hosted got a five-minute major penalty. Uh, Joe Quinzel pulled the goaltender, got the extra attacker out, shorthanded, Kane tied it, and then Hosa came out of the box and, uh, and scored that uh, game-winning goal, and, and the rest was history. So, um, you know, I, I think seeing him win a cup was certainly something special, but uh, that game, that incredible comeback against Nashville, certainly a very high on the list. Yeah, so obviously I remember that game so well, watching that at home. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss, hockey, personal related, before we headed out? No, everything is good, Frank. I just uh, want everybody to, uh, just, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, thank everybody out there that uh, did reach out in some some form or fashion uh, when I was going through my battle. And, and I would encourage everybody out there that uh, if they know that there's somebody out there that's in a battle, regardless of it's battling cancer or some other disease or somebody that's just going through a tough time, friend, family, uh, co-worker, uh, school, you know, uh, a, a student that you go to school with, a uh, classmate, um, just, it's, sometimes people don't know what to say when they know somebody's going through a tough time, but uh, would rather have somebody reach out than not, and uh, I would encourage anybody out there to make sure that they reach out to somebody that they know is going through a difficult time because it certainly it helps that uh, you know that there's somebody out there that is uh, is reaching out for you and, has, and cares about you uh, it's, it's really important so uh, pick up the phone knock on the door uh, send a text send an email uh, whatever you got to do just let somebody know you're thinking about them and, uh, that would mean uh, that would mean the world to somebody that's uh, going through a difficult time in their life. Yeah, so the great Eddie Olchuk spreading the word of positivity in everyone's life. Great to have you, Mr. Olchuk. Thank you, Frank. Thank you.